I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Big Fish Small Pod. This is our first Big Fish Small Pod of the 2023-2024 offseason. Now we're very excited to bring this to you. If you don't know what the Big Fish Small Pod is, here we give you all the information about the Marlins and what is happening on that particular day. And on this edition, I am joined with Mr. Kevin Barral to talk to you about the Rule 5 Draft. Are you ready, Kevin? I'm ready. A lot to go through <laughs> and, uh, for, for the decisions the Marlins made. Uh, l- l- let's talk about the first decision, the one that has all Marlins fans up in arms, Troy Johnston not being protected, coming off a 2020 season. You could say he was a top five player in the whole organization. Um, Troy Johnston was last season, and him not getting protected and and most likely he will be on another roster maybe even opening day roster come next march so definitely a puzzling move for the marlins to not protect johnson obviously he's the 2023 miami marlins minor league player of the year this is a guy who hit over 300 and both at both stops in triple a and double a this season although you can make the argument that he was a little old for double a he still went up to AAA, spent a decent amount of time there, and found success. As you mentioned, the 2020 season, first to do it, first Miami Marlins minor leaguer to have a 2020 season since 2008. So, found it extremely weird. Johnson wasn't protected, thought he could have easily made the opening day roster. And, um, yeah, I think he said it well. I think he's probably going to get selected. I don't, he'll probably be a top 10 pick in the Rule 5 draft, but usually <clears throat> these drafts tend to be reliever heavy. So, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a little intrigued to see if a team does take the chance on Troy. We know the Padres had interest in him last year, and I believe some other teams as well. So we'll see what happens. Wishing Troy the best. Hopefully, of course. you know, he, he's the nicest guy in this organization. If he does get selected, he's going to be a big leaguer. So, and he gets to be on the 26-man roster for a full season. So he's going to get a good shot to likely be on a uh, major league team. And you mentioned relievers, and there is one reliever that the Marlins did protect in – um, the Rule 5 draft, and as Anthony Maldonado getting protected as well as Victor Mesa Jr. getting along to VMJ a little bit on the pod. But with Maldonado, what are the Marlins um, getting with him on their 40-man roster? Maybe what's his outlook now as maybe they see him more long-term in the bullpen? Yeah, Maldonado, obviously, two seasons in a row with an ERA under two. The FIP is a little, you know, it's obviously higher than the ERA in this case. But slider-fastball combo really relies on the slider mainly. And this is a guy who's going to get a lot of swing and miss action. Um, Maldonado's a stud. He, he's really a strikeout-dominant guy. If you look at Andrew Nardi, that's kind of what you could look at what you're getting. The, the, you know, the only difference with Nardi and Maldonado, obviously, is just the pitch mix. Maldonado's limit only goes with two pitches, that slider fastball combo, while Nardi obviously has a little bit more pitches. But <clears throat> Maldonado's definitely a, a great lock into this team. He would have definitely been one of the first picks of the Rule 5 draft had he not been protected. So you'll likely crack, you'll likely make the opening day roster come 2024. And 
this is a great protection for Miami. High velo, good swing and miss stuff. He, he's a very good reliever. If there's one thing Miami has been able to develop these past couple of years, it's been relief pitchers, and they definitely have a good amount of them now. Yeah, well, we, we've seen him, how he played in big situations. He was part of Team Puerto Rico in the WBC, and really, I believe, had a really good couple innings there um, with Puerto Rico. So we'll see how he fares in the Marlins bullpen, hopefully, um, in the 2024 season. And the other guy that Marlins protected, not Victor Victor, but Victor Mesa Jr., his younger brother protecting him. I believe he's number fourth by pipeline, four or five. Um, what are they getting with VMJ? And Kevin, in your opinion, is he the best position player in this Marlins system? Yeah, he is by far the best position player in the Marlins farm system. We had him ranked, I believe, as the top position player on the fish on first top 30. I know. I'm not sure where Alex Carver has him on the fish on the farm one, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it, I, I think he agreed with us that he is the best position player. Mesa Jr., honestly, man, I, I think the easiest way to put it is that he went on a power surge. 18 home runs, you had 76 RBI, 16 stolen bases, all career highs for him. Despite not being a one over 100 WRC plus player, um, it's still impressive to see what he did. He's obviously the only natural center fielder with the, for the Marlins. Uh, or better said, he is a natural center fielder, which is something that the Marlins lack in the organization. Organizationally, Jazz isn't a natural center fielder, for example. But uh, if they do plan on keeping Chisholm Jr., you still could play Mesa at the corners. So he likely won't be up at the major leagues this year. He'll probably get a nice thin in AAA. Maybe next year, 2025 is when we're talking Mesa Jr. up with the with the big league team, obviously. It could also be the case where Brian De La Cruz starts to struggle and Victor Mesa Jr. is really getting it going. So maybe we can't see him in 24 towards the end. We'll see what happens. But he has a good chance to to, to um surpass the 18 home run mark that he set in 2023. Uh Jacksonville definitely has a very short porch. I think some of us are taller than that short porch in right field. So it's a very hitter-friendly ballpark, so we'll see what happens. He definitely could be a 20-home run guy at that ballpark. Does he have 2020 potential, VMJ? He was close. He was pretty close this past year. I don't know if he'll steal 20 bags. He definitely has a good shot at it, but um, definitely has a chance to hit 20 homers. And speaking of stealing bags, let's talk about, you could say, the number one stolen base guy, I believe, in the minors or one of the top guys. And Nassim Nunez, who was not protected, which I guess maybe not come of a total shark just because of his offensive production and how it's been over the last. He did um, improve a bit this season. And then you look at the Arizona Fall League, which, again, is very hitter friendly. But he does have elite defense. He has gold glove caliber um, defense with the Marlins do desperately need. And with Nassim, do you believe that's a guy that can get selected, maybe not onto the 40 roster, but to the triple A portion of the rule five draft, which maybe he could he could go? I, I feel like a team would love to have that type of guy on their roster. So above the 40 man roster, just under that, you have a 38 man reserve roster, which is essentially just putting a player triple A. If he Nassim most likely will be placed on that roster protecting him from the AAA portion or the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft. So most likely he's not going to get selected. I would be extremely shocked if he were selected in the in the major league portion of this draft. The bat just isn't there offensively, despite putting up more opposite field, having his highest opposite field percentage 
you know, taking the ball the opposite way of the field for the first time in his career, the highest he's ever done it. That's very encouraging. A lot of his power went the opposite field, um, most of his homers as well. So that's encouraging. Obviously, you mentioned the speed. He could play you shortstop and second base very well, both positions. He and just to clarify, the Arizona Fall League is a pitcher friendly league. So what he did there was pretty impressive. He led the league in stolen bases with, I believe, 14. But as you mentioned, he's uh, a very good late inning um, pinch replaced runner, a defensive replacement. So definitely a guy who you want to have on a major league roster at some point. He'll probably start at AAA this season for the Miami Marlins if he does, in fact, does stay with the organization. But yeah, uh, he, he definitely has a good shot at not getting drafted, I think is the easiest way you could say. I, you know, if, if the back gets going and it, it has a good chance to get going at Triple A for, for Nunez. So we'll see what happens. Like, as, I, as I mentioned, it's a very hitter friendly ballpark over there in Jacksonville. And the last guy we, we have to talk about um, MLB.com put out an article on players that each team should protect on their uh, way to the Rule 5 draft. And from the Marlins, they chose Will Banfield, which was. I guess maybe a bit surprising, but if you look at the depth the Marlins have at the catch position, it is not the best in terms of that. So um, with the Marlins not protecting Will Banfield, is that a guy that could potentially make his way into a roster? Because he does have that power potential with the Marlins have been lacking. I believe he had 28 home runs um, this season. So do you believe Will Banfield was the right way protecting him, not protecting him? Yeah, so I was always on the on the on the fence with this Will Banfield situation. He's a very good defensive catcher. He is the best defensive catcher in the Marlins organization. So by far that puts him, you know, at a chance where he could at least be a backup catcher on a major league team. But this is the first real season Banfield looks uh has success offensively. You know, as you mentioned, he he really relied on the power. 28 home runs, very aggressive hitter. He wants to be aggressive, but for the first time since rookie ball, he did have an 100 WRC plus, which stands exactly league average. Uh, aside from that, he just doesn't get on base of Mary much. We'll see what happens with Banfield. I do think there is a chance he could get selected in the Rule 5 draft if a team wants him as a backup catcher, but really Miami didn't do too – it's it's not a very risky decision to – leave him unprotected. I do think he starts with Triple A Jacksonville, and I do think he has a good shot to maybe even make the Marlins 26-man roster if they are not to acquire a catcher in the offseason, obviously a catcher outside of the organization. And kind of last thing before we go, I'm not going to tell you to give me a player, but what position would you like to see the Marlins draft in the Rule 5? I believe Dane Myers um, was selected not too long ago by the Marlins outfielder. Do you see the Marlins going – Position player, reliever, like you mentioned, what 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 would you think? What is your opinion? What would you like to see them do? I don't know, honestly. Um, we I, I would love to see them go after a reliever. That's usually the way this draft works. Now, if there is a good pitcher on a starting pitcher that you could kind of develop as much as you can, that would obviously be a, a good sign. But this is a team that wants to compete in 2024. Most likely a reliever is what makes a lot of sense. Now, if there's a first baseman out there that they really want and they really think is a lot better oh, than I know Troy a guy. Johnson, if they think there's a first baseman that's a lot better than Troy Johnson, oh. I highly doubt. I think Troy is going to be the best hitter on the on, uh, on the draft board then you could do that, but I, I would 100% go reliever here. They could develop this reliever as much as they want. Obviously, the one end right last season, that didn't end up working out, but 
Miami really likes to find a lot of success. They tend to find success in the AAA portion of the draft. They went Charles LeBlanc two years ago. They went with Dane Myers, two guys who made it up to the big leagues with the Marlins, although LeBlanc is now a free agent. Dane Myers is still here and has a good chance at making that 26-man roster through spring training. So we'll see what happens on that case. But definitely uh, the AAA portions where you should be looking at least for um, the Marlins to make a aggressive selection, if it most likely a position player. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Kevin, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a great little conversation about the Rule 5 draft and uh, talking about Troy Johnson, who we're still a little uh, thinking about that protection, what, what's going to happen there. But uh, again, always a pleasure talking to you. And always for you guys listening, this is Big Fish, Small Pod. Always go fish.